Hello and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. Guys, my name is Cameron Walker. I'm the founder and owner of The Coffee Nook, the cafe that produced this podcast. Now, The Daily Grind, we look at our regular customers here at The Coffee Nook, those in particular that are business owners. We're based in a little industrial estate here in Mansfield. And we look into their journey and their, their story in business so far. I pull out their challenges, what got them to where they are, what drives them, and just any business advice that they've been given along the way or that they have for people starting out. Now this week I interviewed Lydia from Drobe Styling. Now Lydia has had a long time and evolved her business as she's gone. She's now in styling, she has a lot of corporate stuff for governments um, and she's really passionate about what she does. She is a true example of pursuing your dreams and your passions and what's actually possible. Daily Grind listeners, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined by Lydia, uh, owner and founder of Drobe. And Lydia, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Cam. Tell us about Drobe. Tell us about what it is. What is it today in its current form? Okay, so today in its current form is styling. So I do styling for um, photo shoots, but also mostly commercial. So uh, like South Bank Parklands, I do a lot of government, uh, a lot of large companies that do their, you know, billboards and all online media and all that sort of thing. So all the imagery. Styling the fashion and the outfits for it. Yeah, that's right. What about... So that's it's just purely clothes? Not just clothing. No? I do set design as well. Wow. I spent a lot of time in the last two years doing some property styling as well, but yeah, wow. I've kind of stepped away from that to do really the commercial. So yeah, a lot of set design. Yeah. Um, I do some producing behind the scenes as well. So it's a lot of running around and getting yeah. models casted and all that sort of yeah. thing as well. Um, but yeah, mostly it is just styling, mostly wardrobe. But yeah. when there is a larger client that needs everything, yeah. it's a whole lot. Yeah. And... Is it just you? Are you the sole business at the moment? So at the moment, it didn't used to be that way, but it is. The way it is now, we're styling mostly me. I do have interns that come in and jump on and help me on site, um, which is really great when we're doing, you know, location shoots and things like that to have someone there. And, um, And it is such a different world behind the scenes and watching how advertising is put together. Mm. So there are a lot of really keen interns out there. I definitely in the future hope to be putting someone on, but it's a very close-knit type of work so you have to build relationships really well so even working someone into that can be tricky Mm. yeah now you spoke about the fact that in the current state it's mostly just you plus the intern yeah so it's obviously had a few forms of evolution along the way um as sort of demands change and you've Mm. changed your vision and where you're going so tell us a little bit about that evolution process, how it started and then how it's moved through from there. Okay, so Drove used to be a fashion boutique in Fortitude Valley. It was my dream, it was my first baby, that's how I used Mm -hmm. to call it. So I had dreamt it up since I was a teenager and worked towards it. And how long ago was that? So that was now, we closed the doors um, about six years ago now, just about to be six years. Yeah, Yeah, right. Uh, So, you know, that was, we did really well in that time and loved it, Um, but I became pregnant with my firstborn and I thought I could juggle everything and keep all up in the air but I get really ill in pregnancy so every yep. time I had to step out things would dive down even though my staff were amazing when yep. I was there it just changes everything mm. when the head is out yep. it really does yep. fall so just before my bub was born weeks before we decided that's it we'll probably just have to call it close that yep. which broke my heart yes uh, and then a week after he was born that was it we closed the doors yep. Uh, and then it evolved. I just kept in touch with everyone. You build so many amazing networks. My whole business was all Australian labels. Awesome. So I really 
due to supporting so many Australian labels, got to have some amazing relationships. And mm. I was very key to not throw that in the bin. And yeah. while I was raising bubbies and doing all that, I kept in with fashion events and things like that. And yeah, awesome. slowly a door opened up to be doing styling. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. The networking side of it's so important, isn't it? Oh, so important. And anything in the career, I mean, any business yes. is very much. And I think business owners need to support each other mm, rather definitely. than trying to cut each other, you know, side swiping on there. You've really yeah. got to support each other because it will pay off in the long run. Yeah, and networking is everything in creative industries as well. Yeah. They're all intertwined. Part of the reason I started this podcast, you know, I get to sit down and meet so yeah. many different business owners. I know them at a coffee shop level, but then to sit down and hear their story and network with them yeah. is awesome so amazing yeah and then did it go straight from like close the doors bit of time off straight into the styling from there uh no i was actually helping with events and things like that yep. with other owners that i knew um helping them when they were yeah needing to change their direction retail is a very challenging thing so yep. to keep things hip and happening especially if you've really got a boutique that has its own personality yeah. um, coffee shops will be the same yeah. you really have to work that personality mm. um, so I was involved with helping a few people along the way and then always in touch with um, people for photo shoots and things like that yeah. and styling came at a place where I had being a mum getting to the point of just different situations with my second born not being well and everything got to a point where I was like I don't even know if this is what I want anymore mm. And then, amazingly, a door opened where a woman that I used to stock her label years mm. earlier had stopped her label and gone on to be a stylist long ago. And she yeah. was living in Perth at that stage and wrote to me and goes, hey, Lydia, I don't know if you'll be interested, but um, this international styling company that I'm a part of is looking for someone in Brisbane. Mm. Can I put you forward? And it was an amazing thing because at that point where I was like, oh, I'm just, I don't know. Yep. It was like, yes, yeah. yeah, that's it. And then that's how it led to that. And now these amazing companies I get to work with, it is like a dream job. Yep. Being a stylist really yep. is. You don't have the crazy overheads. You don't have to be paying rent. It's amazing. And yep. you get to just create and it's amazing. I that's pinch so cool. myself a lot that I get to do it. I yeah. love when I find people who have found what they really love to do in life yeah. and they're chasing and pursuing that that's so cool I think that everyone should give themselves permission but it's not always that easy no it's not always encouraged mm. I think people wouldn't want you to be safe so yeah. coming out of school and everything my family I'm Polish they forced me to yeah. go to uni that yeah. was it I went to uni I did the degree I yeah. did marketing and advertising and then all I wanted was to be in fashion and so yeah. it takes time to be able to give yourself permission as yeah. well to go no this is my dream yeah. and it can happen yeah. and you can and you know you find yourself along the way I always wanted the boutique now I'm like my gosh if I had known years mm. prior I would have been chasing being a stylist but then I wouldn't have had the connections and it's and all part of the journey isn't it, it like is. it's right for you at that time exactly you look back and you go yeah i needed to yes. do that to get to where i was it today. molds you to who mm. you need to be for that next demand yeah did you always want to be a business owner always yeah i always i always like to work money out and and make money work and yeah. you know and yeah so i think always is that where wanting to be a business owner came from having control of your own destiny and financials and all the yeah, rest of it yeah i think so and also maybe never really feeling like i fit the mold after uni i tried to do the right thing by my wonderful mom and dad and yeah. sat behind a desk for six months and it 
it killed me. Mm. That's and I started studying at night in fashion because I was already I had a label that I was stocking in a store on the side anyway. Yeah. And I was like, I it's like living someone else's life. So I think just genuinely being like, I can't do yeah. this network of lifestyle that other people think is the norm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. many it, you see so many people coming out of school and they go into uni because that's yeah. what their parents tell them that's to do it. and they subordinate to their parents' beliefs and they're trying to pe- please them but yeah. they don't realise that you'll probably gain more respect in the long run by chasing after your dream, chasing your dream. doing what you want to do. That's I it. mean, for me, I'm very blessed. I grew up in you know family of business owners. Yeah. So when I finished uni and what I, you know, all I wanted to do was just start my own business and yeah. obviously I had the foundations to do that but yeah. just, yeah, I feel so blessed to have that. Not yeah. many people do but no, I just want to shake great. some people and be like, do what you want to do. I you'll know. find such success in it. Yeah. So you, obviously you were doing your own thing on the side and you were doing your desk job. How did you make that jump from being in a job to going into business owner? Um, Was it just you'd had savings before and you had a bit of capital and you went, I'm going to go do this? Yeah. Well, I had always been saving for my store and um, I I always felt like I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I knew it was a time frame. I'm like, mm. I'm going to do what I've got to do for now. Yeah. And I kept in there. And then the opportunity came to actually become part of, I don't know if you know, it's, a, it's an older women's clothing store, but George Gross, very high-end women's yep. label. An opportunity came for their opening of an Emporium boutique there. And for yep. me, I looked at that and I was like, I'm going to jump out of this. And I'd done it for my parents. I said, I can't do this. Yep. I hate it. You've seen that I hate yep. it. And that was it. The blessing yeah. was like, go, yeah. you yeah. do it now. Yeah. You've shown us that, you know. And so I did. I jumped into this role, got it, and became second in charge in this boutique. And it, for me, it was, this is my time to learn. Yeah. And it was amazing because I really took it on as a project to learn everything of building a boutique up and building yep. those regular clients and all that. And even though it was a different demographic, the way they did their events was something that I was like, I need to take that on board. They were very amazing at how they drew people into events. So I took yep. that on in my store. And yeah, it was all just this stepping stone thing. Yep. And then I then from there took on a job actually designing uniforms. And that sounds funny because it's not fashion, but it was designing on a much larger scale. Yep. So I was getting fabrics produced overseas um, with logos custom yeah. designed into the fabrics and things like that. And I was learning fashion on a really large scale yep. rather than just your boutique. And it was all stuff that I felt like I needed to know. And so yep. then when I had my store, I had my label within it. That was a secret little label. Off to the side. Whenever I needed something, I'd just produce it. Yep. So all those little things, but I learned on someone else's money. Yes, I think that's it's important. <laughs> yeah. I got um, I got asked to talk to some Year Elevens last year at a school yeah, down the coast, right. and in a business class. And I was having a chat to them, and they said, you know, what's your advice for us after school if we wanted to get started in business, but we don't have the capital? And I said exactly that. I said, yeah. find an area that you want to work in. You know, you want to do a business in. Go and work for someone else and get them to pay for your education. It's you know, so people spend money true. on uni. Go yes. work for someone in that industry. I mean, I did the same thing. My parents had a cafe. I worked there all through uni and learned, and learned how to manage it. Yes. And I've gone and opened a coffee shop. And how much more success are you stepping into because you've learned the mistakes yep. through someone else exactly. and in a safer environment without your money being exactly. the money that's lost. It didn't lost. cost me any money. It I didn't. was getting the same wage That's each exactly week, so. right because business is full of challenge. So yep. if you can learn a lot of those challenges prior, oh my goodness. Yeah, Good exactly. On, yeah. on challenges, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced on your journey and how have you sort of dealt with them and what they taught you so right now I mean there's a lot of different challenges when you're running a boutique so that's gone now and mm. right now it's it's finding in Brisbane yep. there are not as many head offices yep. so as a stylist chasing those 
bigger styling jobs mm. um, that pay well, it's a bit more challenging because there is a lot less opportunity out there. Mm. So again, it's networking, working in with the companies that have got those jobs coming in, like production companies that you know and building those. Relationship is everything. Yep. So. I think that I wouldn't have what I have now if I didn't have it. Like I'm very much a believer of you treat people the right way. Yep. You do the right thing mm. and it will open. You don't know who the next person is that's opening that door for yep. you. So the challenges are building relationships with the people that are actually in yeah, getting that work or yep. in where you know you're going to get that paid work from. And yeah. in terms of marketing, is that kind of how it is in the styling industry? It's mostly who you know getting word of mouth really through networking. You know, yeah. yeah, with big, bigger paid mm. jobs, it is all of who you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a smaller niche industry to try to get into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think your entrepreneurial streak comes from? Um, my mum had a florist shop when we were kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that didn't really work out, but she really loved it. Um, my dad has always uh, pursued businesses on the side, mm. now self-employed, um, and has always encouraged that. Mm. Uh, he's been yeah, really encouraging. As much as they both were very much uni, I mean, they came as refugees from Poland. So mm. for us, they were like, look, you use what you've got in front of you. We are in the land of the blessed, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. So they pushed that, but they were also quite... My mum came from a lot more fear, I think, because of how hard business really is. Yeah. So she was a bit more hesitant where dad wasn't. Yeah. Um, they're very different humans. So, yeah, I guess I guess it is through the family line. Yeah. And I think you're just some people born with it. You are clearly mm. born with it. You can hear Thank it you. voice. <laughs> I think I was yeah. as well. You just... Some people just are meant to go out there yeah. and do it. Yeah. I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Me too. I and I've tried. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have yeah, to. I did it for a year. I worked at Apple and I yeah, just went, wow. oh, look, I learned a lot there. I'm very yeah. grateful for the uh, experience that I had, but I could not see myself going back to work some, for someone else someone now. Else. It was never an option. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, I was always going to do this. That's it. Um, on that, what do you think drives you to keep going? Um, I think having a flexible life. Like I have two children now mm. and it is amazing that I can actually mold my work and yeah. still be involved in their school little things. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel sorry for the mums that are locked in jobs and literally they cannot yeah. leave that job to go and turn up to a Mother's Day thing mm. at the kids' school or like I'm helping at my little boy's prep class this afternoon and yeah. I have made commitments to go, I want to be that mum. I let go of my boutique because yeah. it wouldn't allow that sort of a yes. life. And it's a driving thing to try to keep this sort of a flexible business mm. going. Mm. Yes, sometimes I'm not flexible. When I have a big contract, that's it. I'm yeah. locked down. But most of the time, there is that little bit of a flexibility mm. and it's really rewarding. Yep. It's, yeah. My next question was going to be, how do you balance family and running your own business? But you've kind of just... Yeah. <laughs> but you do. You can. Yeah. You've got to work out what's important. And, and, you know, I always put my kids first. But then I also... You need to... If you're a driven mum, don't feel bad to step out and do something like business mm. or you need to feed who you are as well. So yeah. I think that's within the first year of having a bub, I had to be keeping in there. It, yeah. It's going against who I am to completely step out. Yeah. So I think mums can feel guilty yeah. when they're going out and working a bit. But in the long run, if you are being who you are, you are teaching your kids to be who they are meant to be. And that's... That's so funny. I was reading a, um, a newsletter that I subscribed to that came in today and yeah. it was talking about 
uh, how, you know, dealing with kids and parenting and, and they were talking about how if you show your kids that you put yourself first, yeah. then they will put themselves first yeah. in life and yeah. it will teach them those skills to go, no, I am important and I need to look after myself. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's so much more important than just putting them first. That's uh, because right. Because then they'll put other people's first, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Easy. It brought up a point and said it's funny they have to remind parents on planes to put their own oxygen mask on first That's before right. they put their kids on so they can so help, they can help their because without them being there the, you know, the kids are not going to survive and won't survive it's so true yeah. we need to try find that balance you can be a martyr so easily as a mom mm. just naturally but when they see you yeah. strive um, to be who you are but to also cater for them it's it teaches so much yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. what do you think's the best advice you've ever been given Oh, well, this has almost nothing to do with this. Oh, actually, it does. My grandfather, late grandfather, who my son is named after, mm. um, I went clubbing underage overseas and got in a lot of trouble for it when I was a young teenager. Yeah. And he took me outside for a walk and he said, one thing you need to remember is never lie. Yeah. Never lie. No matter if you think it's going to be whatever you don't, you just face it and you tell the truth. Out of my whole life, I always yeah. say that is the most precious mm-hmm. piece of advice from the most beautiful person in my life, yeah. you know? And I guess even in business, you have to be honourable. Yeah. I believe yeah. there's a lot of that that doesn't go around. Yeah. But I think if you can be the one that is honourable, yeah. that does do the right thing, that does uphold contracts and things like that, mm. it will pay off. Yeah, well, it's your yeah. integrity and integrity, your network as well. You're going right. to get recommended because people know that recommendation is going to be solid. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. And what's your advice for people starting out in business? Um, Be ready for a really hard slog. (laughs) (laughs) I think that people can underestimate. They look at someone's success and they can become jealous of it. Don't ever Mm. be jealous of someone else. You don't know what they've had to do to get there. You don't know how many anxious nights they've woken up like going, oh my goodness. Be ready for the lows, but then remind yourself of why you're in it. Mm. Um, And yeah, I think just you have to be ready to do the hard years and not just look at someone that's, you know, done well and think that that's where you need to be straight away. You need to work your way into that and you grow Mm. every hurdle. You grow and you'll be smarter the next one. Yeah, Yeah. exactly right. (laughs) You know, people, friends at school, they go, oh, you're doing so well. And, you know, it's been three years that I've been in the business now. And I go, you didn't see in the beginning when I was sitting there for three hours at a time with no customers walking up to the counter just going, oh, is this even going to work? You know what I mean? Exactly. That's it seven days a week you might be there working mm. and having no time off while they're out having the time of their life yeah. you know doing whatever they want it, it comes to at a cost yeah. <laughs> you missed that one I darn did. it <laughs> now you're the one organizing yeah. them. see it's yeah making sure you get to go yeah. yeah exactly right if you weren't in styling what would you be doing oh gosh that's so hard oh got me on a tricky one <laughs> <laughs> um i don't really i don't know you know, styling just came and it's been really good. I I think I probably would be working on a label again yep. because I actually have ideas that are sitting there and mm. I've got them on a shelf Yeah. and I've even got design. So I probably would have actioned that already if I wasn't busy yep. with styling and kids. Yep. So I think that will still come. Yep. Who knows, hey? Well, there's always something on the list. <laughs> there's there? always something, yeah. And what is your all-time favourite music album? Oh, Gee, you've got some really hard ones. <laughs> a bit left to center this one. Yeah, that is. Music album. Or artist. Do you know, I, well, I think the longest standing would actually be Radiohead. I yep. feel like that, even the oldest of albums, they're the ones that I dig out and pop on. 
but I have such a wide variety. Like mm. just today in the car, I was singing along to Alabama Shakes. If you haven't, <laughs> was, do you know I'm a no. really rowdy like woman's voice and yeah, yeah. fun. And yeah. I don't know, I have such a variety, but I think if it's a longer standing would be Radiohead. Yeah. I really love Tom York. And, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Lydia, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been awesome to hear your story. It's so fun talking to you. (laughs) Hopefully people have got a lot of inspiration out of it. I'm sure they'll take it away hearing your journey as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up another week's episode, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for sticking around till the end. And as always, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you are alerted as soon as new episodes are released. Also, follow us over at The Coffee Knock on Facebook or on Instagram if you'd like to keep up to date with what we get up to between episodes. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, I will speak to you next week.